Welcome back to the Trees and Nylon podcast. I'm your host, Trees and Nylon. You can call me Trees. I'm joined today by another lore keeper for this beautiful Gorb Course scene that we are in. And believe it or not, the first mood board that I ever followed when I started up Trees and Nylon, little piece of trivia for you all. It is yeah. Dreaded Path, aka, do you want me to say your real name or just go by Dreaded Path? Yeah, you can say my real name. All right. I'll, also, uh, also known as Josh, Josh Murray. Can we shout out the full name? Who knows? <laughs> we'll we'll talk about it in post. But anyway, uh, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. No, thank you for having me. Pleasure. Good to be Pleasure. here. Of course. Um, so for anyone who doesn't know, how would you explain what Dreaded Path is? Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess you could say mood boards. Um, mood boards, creative collective, uh, shit poster. Um <laughs> whatever you want to call it i guess i guess it means lots of different things to lots of different people but um i guess one of the classic ones is of course a mood board for sure mm-hmm. that's mood how board, journalist but, um, yeah i guess it's grown to it's grown to something more than that for sure but in its infancy and in, in the beginning for sure that's uh, exactly what it was mm-hmm. it's sort of a news outlet to me honestly okay cool yeah for you and hiking patrol are where i get all of my like release news from for new nice. products coming oh, out, yeah. basically, yeah. Well, that's uh, very we, nice. Yeah, try and keep up with as uh, as much uh, you know re- good releases um, as possible. So, so I'm and glad. That's the thing. Glad good releases. That. Yeah, that's it. A releases <laughs> you know, I like and we like for sure. Exactly. Exactly. Nice. Well, Josh, thank you so much for coming to the podcast today. But this isn't a podcast. Well, it is a podcast about Dreaded Path, but it's mostly about the man behind Dreaded Path. So I want to ask some questions for you. The two topics for today are going to be trees and nylon, believe it or not. So I want to ask you, start top of the episode, what do you want to start with? Trees or nylon? Let's go trees. Let's go trees. Awesome. So yeah, tell me a little bit about your past with nature. It could be childhood. It could be yesterday, just your past. Uh, my past with nature. Um, well, I mean, I guess I live about half an hour, 45 minutes from the Cairngorms, um, which is a big I national. I don't know what that is, and I don't know how to spell it, so I can't <laughs> look it up. I'll let you know for sure. But basically, <laughs> yeah, Cairngorms is the biggest uh, national park in the UK. Um, ah. So I live on the northeast coast uh, in Aberdeen. And um, yeah, we're really close. So I'm close to, you know, sea, close to mountains. Um, so it sounds pretty cliche, but... I, you know, it's always been, I've always been around nature, always been in nature. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I just love getting out, getting about and uh, and doing that sort of thing. So, um, but my past, I mean, I guess, I guess I really got more into nature through a lot of this stuff that is currently going on as well. I guess that's like, you know, definitely during the pandemic as well, that reaffirmed my um, mm-hmm. love for nature, I guess, and, you know, getting outside more. Um, so so yeah that would be i guess some of my past um i try and get outside as much as possible um i love being outside so so yeah i mean i I love it what kind of activities did you grow up doing just hikes and camping or anything more exciting and adventurous Mm, no hikes and camping yeah hikes and camping for sure um those are the main ones Mm -hmm. um but now just in the past like year more trail running um, I find that's a really good way to to see a lot um, in a short space of time. Um, there's beautiful locks, um, beautiful mountains, you know, as I said, not too far from me. So it's quite easy for me and friends to, you know, get out, spend a day um, and explore places, you know, we've never been. So, so it's good. Wonderful stuff. Wonderful stuff. And are you big into like kayaking or climbing or anything like that? No, so I mean, I, climbing's one thing I wish I was able to do, but <laughs> um, unfortunately for me, I, I had an accident when I was younger, when I was about oh. eight. So I only have about like half the movement in my right arm. Oh wow! So yeah, uh, that kind of restricts me in that sense. But it's it's annoying because yeah, my friends, you know, obviously enjoy bouldering and climbing and uh, and doing all that fun stuff. But I mm. kind of have. 
on the sidelines for that one. Um, but that's why I guess I, I love, you know, running because I'm, <laughs> I've got both legs. So yeah. Yeah. Is, is, um, if you don't mind talking about it, is it like shoulder elbow? Like where is the. I'll be able to show you on camera. Oh, wow. Get to see this. So you can see the scar on scars on both sides. Um, so, so yeah, so I've got like, uh, couple of metal plates in my arm and then uh-huh. I have like a metal pin in my hands that sort of holds my wow. hand together. That is gnarly, man. Yeah, man. So, so I have the skin grafts like from, yeah, from my thigh that's on my, on my arm. Um, so that, yeah, that restricts me uh, a lot. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Oh man. Well, I have, I've got, I don't know if you can see the scar. I have a scar right there oh, on my wrist and then I have a giant one on my arm. Gosh, they're in similar places. But I mean, yeah. That's, yeah. That's mine oh, was mine was a humerus fracture, and then um, my wrist. I don't know what bone my wrist, but uh, yeah, I had that, and then I have metal plates in both as well. But I don't have anything in my hand because that would be huge yeah. for bouldering. Is like well, not being able to use your hand exactly. Um. So yeah, it's just it's like I've tried before, but it's just it's it's super tough. Um. Yeah. But you know, if my body allowed me, I'd love to, you know, try and get into it. But it's just, it is, it's pretty restrictive. So yeah. Um. So yeah. But I mean, hiking, you know, is is one great thing. Like that. Mm-hmm. That's my absolutely. Of climbing, shall we say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Can be sometimes. Uh, but yeah. So. So yeah. So it's it's crazy. Um. It is awfully restrictive, but you know, it's, it's, it's cool. It's cool. I still hey, it's have good. At least you still have a hand, you know, that's what that's I would, that's what I was saying. I still got a hand. Some people don't have hands anymore. Oh, exactly. Exactly. So um, we're, we're both the lucky ones in, in that aspect. Yeah. Yeah. Always got to be thankful. But, uh, so hiking, camping, that kind of thing growing up into today. Yeah. I guess tell me a little bit, what's your schedule like going outside than today, unless you have any more in the past you want to go over so what what would i do normally going out today is that what you yeah yeah what's your schedule like for getting outside i mean i honestly at the moment probably don't get out as as much as i would like but i Mm -hmm. think like especially even with like dreaded path my um my schedule is like so heightened and i still work um like full-time also so Mm -hmm. it um it it comes even it's one of these like you know it's like a crux of like you know it's <laughs> it's like almost harder to get outside but you know um when you become like so busy but um but that's why it makes it weird because you know i'm obviously posting about all these brands that um that you know uh, you know basically show off this lifestyle but um mm-hmm. it's uh it becomes even harder and harder but but when I do, we love to all over all over Scotland. There's uh, these things called boffies. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, you you should know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so yeah, we love getting out to them when possible. Um, whenever we try and do, you know, photo shoots or shoot content, that's you know, we'll always go and stay stay overnight, uh, go to a new one, go to a different place that we have never been before. Um, so that's you know the main the main. Uh, the main thing I like doing at the moment is try and get outside and and get away from it all. But Very this nice. year I do try to do a lot more for sure. Yeah, man. Yeah. No, I'm the same way. I haven't really been on a hike since the year started, honestly. Like I just haven't gotten out. I haven't had the time, haven't whatever. But uh that's definitely something I want to get more into. I want to find new places too, because I keep going to the same areas and while they are nice, especially yeah. right now when all the leaves are dead at some of these forested areas, it just doesn't doesn't hit the same. I agree. I find I find like I do I do enjoy going to the same places because there's a lot of places that me and my friends frequent that are you know close and they're easy to get to. But mm-hmm. it is like these new places. If you don't know somewhere, if it's you know slightly further away than it is, it's I guess it's more of an adventure in that aspect, is it? Yeah. You know, yeah. Some of, the, some of these familiar places you can just go and it's like um, second nature. If you'll pardon the pun, actually. Oh, second nature. <laughs> Very good. Very good, Josh. <laughs> So, but no, it's good. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, both of us, we're both going to get out more. I want to, I don't know. I've been thinking about getting into biking recently, yeah, just yeah. like any biking, biking in general. Yeah. Just any biking. Yeah. Yeah. 
I don't know. There's just something I want to put out there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that sounds good. But to, well, to actually to bring bring up biking, my uh, so basically I run like dreaded path. I do like a lot of the day to day posting, mm-hmm. and uh, but then my friends Andy and Liam they help me out with like all the back end, all the editorials, photo shoots. That's always like us, the three of us. Mm-hmm. And um, so you know they help me like every day on like what should we post or, you know, what's good, what's cool, what's popping, what's, what's, uh, what are people going to like? Yeah. And uh, funnily enough, he just, he just broke his ankle. Um, oh. Yeah. Riding, riding a bike. So. Oh, wow. So watch out. <laughs> yeah. um, and so he's just out of surgery. So that, that's another one that's like oh, super hard. He's, um, we, we both enjoy running together and it's, you know, that's, that's going to be a while before we're able to do that. And uh, mm-hmm. so yeah, it's, it's, it's sad, but so you just, if you're going to get into biking, but what- <laughs> it's part of the occupational hazard, you know, it's just <laughs> Definitely. sign on to that. Hopefully it won't happen. We sign on to it. Nice. <laughs> um, future now move on to the future. Yeah. If you're cool with it. Absolutely. What are some places you want to go to things you want to see things you want to do? It can be in the UK, but that's kind of boring. I, I want to hear you say something different. I want to hear you say like another country. Yeah. Oh, see, I'd like to do, I'd like to do the far East. Um, mm. I'd like to do, you know, if I had a friend that went to uh, Everest base camp like a few years ago, I'd wow. love to do you know, something crazy like that. I'd love to do South America um maybe the andes um mm. you know I, i'd love to do even more of europe but anywhere that is you know fresh outside um and y- you know it ha- has things going on i guess i'd love mm-hmm. to i'd love to do um utmb i'd love to go i'd love to maybe go there go to mont blanc and and see how that goes down um mm-hmm. see friends that are are planning on racing this this year so oh wow uh, so we'll see how that goes down but but i'd love to just you know do it all that sounds again maybe a bit fully loaded answer but there's still so many places i want to go and especially with i guess like you know the past couple of years it's been we've all been limited on you know where we can actually go and what we can actually see so yeah but i i, I guess as well that's that's almost helped with reaffirming my love for nature because mm-hmm. I've only been able to really travel around Scotland. There's been so many new places that I've been able to go and see. Um but since doing that, then I want to now go further afield and, and see what's out there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think well first off, I agree. I want to go to the Patagonia, the Andes, like anything like that. Those mountains yeah. in South America just seem amazing, yeah. seem beautiful and I've never been. Uh, and second, I do agree with the second point, obviously, that, you know, not being able to go anywhere, just reaffirm my love of nature of, I don't need to go to some exotic place to see really cool mountains and forests and just appreciate the outdoors. You know, I can just drive 30 minutes away and be in the mountains. Yeah. Cause sometimes you're, you know, you're so lucky with places that are in, you know, in your back garden, essentially. So it's, yeah. that's, it. I, think, I think even, you know, you even see with a lot of these different groups online and stuff. That's I think that's one really good thing to to come out of like the pandemic. There are now so many people that are so appreciative of where they're from and the nature that surrounds them and uh and the people that are just, you know, there that they can, you know, spend time with or or meet. Um so I think like it, it's been a good thing and a bad thing almost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And another thing to keep in mind is that when I talk to these people who aren't from America and you know, yeah. vice versa. Like I'm talking to them about how their landscape is so pretty. And then they say, well, I really want to go hiking in like the Appalachian mountains and all that. I'm like, yeah, well, yeah. for me, it's kind of just, uh, that's just where I go hiking. That's just right by yeah, me. Yeah. But for you, it's like so crazy and exotic. And I feel yeah. the same way about, you know, the rolling hills of Scotland and all that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I know we always want like what we can't have, have. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, where we can't go just within like a few hours or yeah. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. Um, anything else that you'd like to say about the future of trees? Anywhere else you'd like to go or no? I mean, that is a good question. I'd love to do more of, of Scandinavia because I guess that's one place mm. that is, you know, 
is quite close to well not close but you know I, I guess in terms of traveling time um I was lucky enough to go to Norway last year and that was just like otherworldly um but I'd love to do I'd love to do Sweden Finland um I'd love to do complete the trilogy yeah yeah for sure <laughs> for sure um so I guess yeah closer to home that would be those would be the places okay sweet man sweet um yeah you ready to move on to the the nylon portion of the podcast yeah let's do it so tell me a little bit about how you got started dressing how you got started in this whole fashion game oh that's a good question uh i mean i it's one of those things where i mean i it's from like from a young age, I guess, like when I was maybe 13 or 14, um, mm-hmm. I'd done work experience in a, in like a local retailer. Uh, and the guy who, guy who was like the assistant there, um, he's a bit older than me, maybe like four or five years older, uh, maybe more, but that's, that doesn't matter. <laughs> but he really got me on to, so yeah, when I was about 13, 14, he got me on to, uh, high snobiety, hype beast, um, all that type of thing, and then I really started off on the hype beast forums um, when they were around. So that was maybe like okay. 20, 2011, 2012. Ah, an OG um, supreme hype beast, aren't we? Yeah, for sure, <laughs> for sure. So, so, so yeah. So like, I was just really into it from then. Like, I kind of became obsessed um, through that, and then we chat to people on there. Um, and then that's where I really saw a lot of these, well, at the time were, were really small brands, but then have grown on to be, you know, really, really big and successful. And uh, brands like, you know, that's where like Stray Rats or mm-hmm. uh, Dirtbag, um, yeah. quite a lot, obviously quite a lot of American brands, actually. Um, and then, yeah, so I kind of started off on there and then through there I talked to a lot more people um and then maybe 20 forgive me if this is not completely accurate but no maybe, it's okay you could just lie like you could just say whatever you want right now I'm not gonna check you who's gonna know <laughs> I totally take you on a ride um, yeah. maybe 2016 17 I started writing for um like an online blog called mm-hmm. LA Precision okay um, this was this guy called Jacoby Mecklemore. Um, and he basically gave me this when I was at 16, 17. He gave me the first opportunity to, you know, sort of write about clothing and, and do all that um, sort of thing. It was like, you know, a lot smaller brands and stuff. But for me, like at the time, it was like the biggest thing like in the world. I was being given the opportunity to, you know, write for like a small online blog. Um, and then from there, I just, you know, sort of continued to do that, um, whilst working and then have, yeah, continued to do that, um, continue per- to pursue it. Um, and then I started writing for, I wrote for a magazine, well, like a magazine called Casual Fridays. Again, okay. American. um, I interviewed, uh, a UK brand called Cult Gloria, um, about yeah about the brand um and that was like my first like published article and um and after that i sort of that was 2018 or 19 and then after that i was like right i know if i apply myself enough then i can i can sort of hopefully continue this um and that, that just i guess you know made me love clothes and um this whole this whole scene a lot more um and I just continued with it. And then yeah, 2020 started Dread the Path and then I've started never loot back. Um, that's wonderful. That's that was a, a bit yeah. hard, to be honest. No, it's but, good. The people need yeah. to know. <laughs> yeah, it's good to it's good to get it all out. But th- that's the crazy thing as well, because it's you know, I st- as I said, I started off on like hype these forums, uh looking at brands like Dirtbag and stuff, and then mm-hmm. uh Phil Post who runs Dirtbag now like follows Dread the Path. Um, oh really that's awesome that's, full circle you know, like, yeah the biggest like full circle moment like in the world for me um there's a good interview actually on from when he's about 15 um on hype beast 
the guy who I was speaking about who gave me a first gig writing, Jacoby Mecklemore, mm-hmm. they're 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 friends. And uh you know the journalist Jake Wolf, he he yeah, interviewed yeah. for Hype Beast when they were maybe like 15. Mm-hmm. And that to me was like the coolest thing in the world. <laughs> so now, like, you know, 10 plus years later, when Phil followed Red Path, I was like, holy shit, like this is this is you know. Uh, real life, you know, it was crazy. So, and and there's been many moments like that, I guess. So uh, it is, it's it's wild. Who's your most famous follower? Oh, ooh, that you can think of. I see off top. I I can't even. I can't even think. That's bad. Maybe I should have like. <laughs> you know, um, maybe I should have like you know noted that down or. Um, no, no, I mean, if it doesn't, who's I, who's I one that like some, stands out to you when they follow? Besides him, obviously. Uh, some of the ones that stood out most, like Paul Millman. Um, who else? Like Kyle Deemers from Supreme. Um, oh. Who else? Mm, it's it's so hard. It's like you know, <laughs> every day there's like something. I guess there's like you know, there's there's someone new, and I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily say like anyone means more than more than the other uh but there's definitely cool some... to, yeah it's just cool to know for me at least i mean it's not yeah. i'm not asking you to like have clout i'm just saying it's cool <laughs> to know like who's who's paying attention to this whole scene that you're a part of that we're a part of um who else i guess like probably like uh kate K- 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 excuse my pronunciation kaita kuchi from uh founder and wonder Oh really? Yeah. So, who else? Mm, Daiki Suzuki from Engineer Garments. Uh, big names, my man. Big names. Yes. Yeah, I mean, but that—that's the thing. There's just there's so many people that I could probably I could probably sit for hours and you know <laughs> just keep scrolling and looking at names. <laughs> yeah, just keep scrolling. <laughs> but um, I guess like the brands that I'm like you know really into are the brands that like I've grown up seeing again like Phil Post like that one for me he mm. might not be well known you know to many people like in the whole Gorp scene or or, yeah. or call it but like those ones for me are are some of the craziest because as I said like that's someone I've looked up to for you know like ten plus years mm-hmm. and then to open Instagram one day and see that he's followed something that I'm doing like you know without knowing that to me is is uh yeah it's for sure like one of the ones that mean the most so i guess like as you say it's like ones sometimes they just have different meaning don't they yeah absolutely and the crazy thing is like we are part of such a small niche community that it just gets gets me thinking like how many people do you pass on the street that are just so famous online that you have no idea you know you you look at them and never know it but they have like two million followers on instagram you never know. know I know that is it is crazy. It is. It's weird. Um, in that regard. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, very cool, man. Um, I guess talk about the now. Talk about how you're dressing now. Um, I have a question about your personal brand, but if you'd like to talk about that now as well, we can do that. I mean, yeah. Hey, whatever you think. Whatever. You- <laughs> we'll just let's just start with um, brands that you're into these days. Okay. Uh, I love. Oh gosh, this is that's like maybe too many to to add. Mm, I really like like Nanga. I'm like obsessed with mm-hmm. uh, Nanamika Purple TNF Purple Label. Yeah. Um, FCE. I've been liking a lot at the moment. Snow Peak. Um. Love Jaylal, what he's doing. Like, I think that stuff's crazy. Um, Sage Nation. Mm. Um, I love Oakley, just North Face in general. Okay. Uh, Goldwyn. Hitting them all, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, I'm just, I'm racking them <laughs> up. Um, so why why do you think that the Japanese do it the best when it comes to this kind of clothing, this style? Just They just always seem like, you know, at least like, two three maybe even five years ahead it's like it seems to be i i really i couldn't put like a, f- a finger on it specifically but i just think they just know how to know how to do it and i i think it's almost because as well i guess like for for a lot of 
for a lot of people, it's like they've just recently got into this whole this whole scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it seems like you know the Japanese have been doing a lot of this stuff, especially with like you know diffusion labels or like outdoor like specific stuff. They've been doing it for you know a lot of them for like 10, 15, 20 years. So it's mm-hmm. um so it's not it's nothing new to them either. So it's you know they know they're the movers and the shakers. They know what what goes and and what doesn't, I guess. Yeah. But in saying that as well, I think you know there's there's lots of brands all around the world now that you know make different product for different markets for for different reasons that I think are mm-hmm. is just as good. Um yeah. I don't think it necessarily has to always be, you know, Gore-Tex fit for like, you know, climbing a mountain. I think like, you know, yeah. there's good like utilitarian, you know, workwear especially as well that, you know, that works for all manner of situations. Mm-hmm. And another little um observation I made when I was in Japan was that and then I, I remembered it from last time I was there too, was that the the style there has kind of always been more modest, baggier, more beige. It's a very homogenous style in Japan where people kind of just wear the same thing. It just yeah. happens that the same thing is very trendy right now. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? It's okay. all. And also, I think it goes back to like, in America, at least, the artisan brand is very hard to find. Like people who really care about what they're making and they put a lot of care into the process of making it that's that's kind of hard to find these days here yeah but in japan they still very much care about artisan goods and like yeah. well-crafted goods much more than i think other countries do and that could that could be a good factor as well yeah definitely no i definitely agree um how long ago were you there i i saw you were there recently yeah yeah, yeah. well i was there in 2018 and that's like when i was into supreme and stuff still so yeah that was that was different and then when i went there again i was like oh people are still dressing like this it's just i think it's really cool now you know yeah yeah okay okay so do you notice did you notice so you think you noticed any differences because as you say like maybe like five years ago you're in more into supreme or more like you know hype brands differences personally that you maybe wouldn't have noticed i went with other people or with their style that you wouldn't you think you wouldn't have noticed in say 2018 or were you more like were you more switched on to to these types of brands that you now like yeah i think i think it was less about brands and i think i just noticed more like general style because back when i was in my high beast era as you know we all were at some point it is just about the brands it's about what piece you're wearing what logo what logo does it have like all that stuff that's really what matters and then the silhouette and the colors and all that kind of comes after the brand uh, but then when I was there, I was like, oh, I, I guess I was just paying a lot more attention to just people on the street, what they were wearing, even if it wasn't a brand name or anything that I could really discern. It was like, okay, they're wearing like a very baggy, like pair of pants with a trench coat and like the shirt and it all matches just very well. And just, just things like that, that I was just picking up on, um, regardless of brand, just kind of yeah. general aesthetic. That's sweet. I know. I'd love to, I'd love to go. Yeah, it's amazing, um, man. It's so it's so cool. So, did you stay in in Tokyo, or did you travel around? Yeah, so I stayed. We stayed in Yokohama. I went with my fiance, and we it was like an hour. No, it was like a thirty minute train ride into Tokyo. No, no matter where we wanted to go, it was really just thirty minutes, and it was nice because yeah. we just got on one train, and maybe we had to make one change to get to like an exact spot, but it was pretty nice. But yeah, we spent the whole time in Tokyo. I wish, honestly, that we went to Kyoto as well. Okay, yeah. Um, and uh, it, it was funny because she was she wanted to go. She was like, "Okay, let's go to Kyoto and Osaka," because mm-hmm. she wanted to go to um, Universal. She wanted to go to the Universal Studios there because they have like <laughs> Nintendo Land and stuff, <laughs> um, which I thought was funny. But I was like, "No, no, no! Tokyo's big. Like, we we won't see everything we want to do in Tokyo, even." Mm-hmm. And we didn't. Um, but she's like, okay, okay. But then I start getting all these reels as soon as I get back from Japan, like coolest things in Tokyo or like, sorry, coolest things in Japan. They're all in Kyoto. Like all these like cool shops we wanted to go see restaurants we wanted to go to. They're all in Kyoto. Uh, there's like so much more nature in Kyoto. I was like, oh my God, we have to go back now. We have to go to Kyoto and Osaka at this time. Perfect excuse to go back, isn't it? Exactly. Exactly. I have an entire folder on my phone of reels from Kyoto. Cause she was like, stop sending it to me. I'm just pissed off that we didn't go. <laughs> it, feel, it feels to me like from people I've spoke to, like I often speak to people that obviously live out there as well. And it, it feels like 
it's the type of place you could go and you could spend, you know, like you could spend at least like a month there and you'd still yeah. be, you'd still be finding new places or new things to do mm-hmm. or new people to meet or new places to go every, every day. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's so different. Cause I mean, uh, that can be said for a lot of big cities, but Japan yeah. is like, it's so different than, you know, especially for us living in like the Western yeah. side of the world, geography, culture, all of it is just a huge departure from what we're used to. So anything is going to be new there basically. Yeah. So it's, yeah. I know it's, it's wild. It's just crazy, man. It's crazy. You should definitely go. If you, yeah, if you no, ever have the I'm, chance, I'm definitely take that up. <laughs> Write it off as a business expense. <laughs> I wish. I wish. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, I guess we'll talk about the the future now, future of clothing, and then we can talk about. I have some viewer questions. We'll talk about your brand, okay. Devana, as well. Yeah. Sick. So yeah, tell me, what are some trends that you're hoping to see, or that you think will happen in the future? What do I think will happen in the future? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I guess, especially these past couple of months, I think the integration of, of AI, I guess that's not like a, a trend, but I guess like, I, it feels like brands are definitely going to, you know, hop on, hop on that a lot more and mm-hmm. try and use it to their advantage. Um, I guess that doesn't really answer the question in, in, in trend sake. <laughs> um, trends. I mean, I don't know. Um, Sorry, I'm not much. I'm not being much use in this. Uh, <laughs> no, it's all good, man. If you don't have an answer, that's also fine. You're yeah, too no. humble to try to predict the future. Yeah, no, I, I am. I am. I guess. Uh, <laughs> I mean, one thing. One thing. I, I think, like this whole anywhere I go now, I think I see baggy pants, and I think like that is one thing that is here to stay. I was out in. Yeah. I was in Paris like last month. And it seemed to be like every every brand had their own interpretation of of uh you know the safe to you know the safe to wear state pan. I mean like the I can't remember the cross grain, whatever, I can't remember what it's called, but <laughs> um that is one thing that I saw everywhere. So many people were wearing, and it feels like that is definitely something that's a lot more trendy now than than maybe say like a couple of years ago, even. Mm-hmm. Um but but that's one thing, I guess like. I mean, you could say I don't follow trends, but I mean, I follow like every release there is. So I guess, I guess I do in some in some regard. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's such a tough one to call because there's you know there's new things and new and new brands and new ways of of uh, of showing off product every single day, isn't there? So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I wouldn't like to I wouldn't like to speculate. I guess. All right, that's okay. That's totally fine. You leave the speculations to the people who get paid for it, as you should. <laughs> But in saying that, I, that's that's actually it's that's one funny thing because um I've noticed, especially even recently, like a lot of trend forecasters are following the page. Um oh, okay. So, so they're yeah, using you yeah, for market that, research. Yeah. So, you know, like from obviously like big companies like WGSN and and uh, and things like that. And it's all, you know, saying they're working in sportswear and and things like that. So um so I guess that's like, you know, a cool thing to see. It, it seems like, you know, mirrors maybe like a couple of years ago, none of these people would really look at um small pages like like ours, I guess. Um well, I definitely like, like mine. I don't know about like you. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, but definitely. I d I don't think like, you know, we're we're huge or anything compared to compared to some uh-huh. pages. So um but it's it's cool to know that these people are looking at what we all do in this scene mm-hmm. and obviously then taking uh taking ideas and taking their own information from it yeah no more free cloud i want to get paid next time you look oh, at my page for my well, like, that's, the, that's the check <laughs> yeah for real man that's what i need <laughs> so i guess we'll move on to let's do devana first let's talk about that first let's okay. talk about your brand and that's one yeah. of the questions actually from mr alistair george hinkins he would like to know okay. what are your plans for ss23 but so, we're, we're molding them into one so i want you to talk about yeah. it yeah that's it, it's well we do have we've got some new products on the way new t-shirts um hopefully an artist collaboration but i won't okay. give up i won't give up the game on that one just yet <laughs> that's um, good close the chest so, so yeah, some new t-shirts, new uh crew necks, hopefully. 
Um, and then one thing we want to do is are some bags. Um, but but the, the problem we have is we like to do everything as close to home as possible. And that has been like a blessing and a curse in some in some aspects because when we first like launched the brand, I'd run it with two of my friends, Jordan and Austin. And when we first launched the brand, it was right in the middle of the pandemic. So that was, you know, super hard. Like every fat channel like closed down. Mm-hmm. And the vast majority of our product up until this point has been made in Scotland. Um, so first off, like finding people to make that product is extremely hard because mm-hmm. we're not working with huge minimums by any means. So finding the proper people to do that is is like the hardest thing. Um, but we want to continue to do that. Um, we've had like some product made, like when we made shoes, like we had them made in Portugal and we were able to, you know, mm. go out to Portugal and, and, and see the factories and meet the people who make them. So, and that's something we always want to, you know, continue to do. We don't want to know, we don't want to, sorry, be left, be left up to imagination, like where our product is being made or, or, yeah. or what's going on. Um, because Austin, he actually made a trip out to, we were looking for all this sort of stuff. He made a trip out mm-hmm. to China um, to check, like to check out factories and stuff. And um, to tell you the truth, some of the things that he saw going on, he just, you know, he was like, no, like we're not, we're not wow. going down this. You know, it's not like, we're just not going to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's like the hardest thing. So that's what's made it really slow to, to grow, I guess. Um, because we want to do everything in the right way. But of course, you have to like feed the the appetite for the brand. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so, so yeah. So it's like it's hard in the, in that regard. But I'd, we'd rather we'd rather you know grow it slowly and do it correctly. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's the way you should do it. As you as you said, you know, we like um about like you know artisans. I guess like we want to want to give full full love to the product and you know make sure that we're happy with it and that other people will be just as happy um yeah, that's beautiful yeah new, new t-shirts crew necks hopefully some bags um hopefully more on top of that but um i won't i won't uh i won't say too much <laughs> all right yeah again keep it close to the chest yeah. um how did the brand come about so my my friend Austin, who I said I run it with, I I run it with. Sorry, he actually had started a a shoe brand in mm-hmm. 2017. Um, he like came out of college and was just a, has you know always been obsessed with shoes, mm-hmm. and basically just jumped at the deep end and was like, right, I'm going to do this. Um, and of course we were young, naive, and um you know, things, I guess, you know, just take on a, a world of their own. Mm-hmm. So he started this brand called, uh, yeah, Arc Originals. Um, if anyone wants to go check it out, um, you can, yeah, or, or whatever. Um, but the good thing was we we actually got, like, you know, some good coverage on it because we were, like, you know, Scotland's, like, first um, sneaker brand, so to speak. So it was cool. We featured on Sneaker Freaker and in, in cool blogs oh, like that. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, got some like really good coverage off it, but but as I said, it was just kind of one of these things that because you you know you're young, naive, and you don't really know what you're doing. It's like you just start you start this thing, and then all of a sudden you're in it, and then you're like, shit, what's gonna actually come next? Mm-hmm. Um, so we've done maybe like four or five releases um, under that name, um, but that was like solely shoes. Um, but again, like that was like Austin's baby. And then me and me and my friend Jordan, who now all run Divana together, mm-hmm. we sort of came on board with that because we're all good friends. We came on board with that and we were like, right, we're going to help you. And then we all just started, started doing it together. Um, but then it came to maybe like four or five releases in. And that's when we sort of realized we were like, if we continue down <laughs> this road, it's maybe not going to lead us to where we actually want it to go or, you know, it just, it became too difficult to 
for everyone to sort of be happy doing doing like doing it as arc originals um so that's when we all knew we wanted to run a brand together um but we knew that we wanted to do something completely different um because the shoes were the shoes were made in asia and obviously i'm not saying you know that's like a bad thing but yeah. just for for us being in scotland as well it was so hard for us mm. to obviously get out there see what's going on make sure we're happy with everything and just yeah. the the lead times and everything it was so hard to even just like the time difference and stuff it was like austin was sometimes getting calls at like 2 3 a.m you know mm-hmm. like waking up it's just like it's it's and i guess when you don't know what you're doing it's like <laughs> it's super hard to to understand that that is what that is what's gonna you know come with it i guess you know yeah. if we had a where we had like endless amounts of money then yeah we definitely get the best places we could um uh-huh. and then you know we'd be able to do it but that's when we realized right we need to actually start again start something from scratch and do it in the best way we know how to because none of us are obviously from the industry or mm-hmm. you know none of us have actually studied any of this that's like one i guess unique thing none of us have any any design background or um or anything like that like i was you know up until sorry 2022 i was a plumber so oh wow so, you know that's like it's <laughs> this all completely completely new to me um the same as like austin's a lift engineer jordan was a uh jordan was an electrician jordan Real just- working class men that's <laughs> yeah. what i like to see baby and uh and jordan recently just like has started just last year like working for an advertising agency mm. um but that's the cool thing. Like all the things that we've done have gained us so much experience mm-hmm. as well that we've been then able to go on and do different things and, you know, I guess take on new challenges. Um, and that's definitely one thing with doing Arc Originals that then sort of spurred me on to do or to be able to launch something like Dreaded Path. Because mm-hmm. uh, I guess, you know, you just amass like this knowledge as you work and then you're like, right, I can actually try something new that maybe if I didn't have that experience that I would have maybe never have tried. So, so it is, I guess it's just, it's just like fun to learn on the job sometimes. Very nice. A um, couple things from stuff that you said. Uh, yeah. First of all, I love all of your t-shirt designs. I think they're really nice. I think the colors are a wonderful choice. White t-shirt was just a solid um, color. I just, I don't know, something about it. Something about that is just always nice. Um, So I just want to compliment you first on that. Second, you made the point that, you know, made in China doesn't mean that it's bad. No, it definitely not. Yeah, I think that there's that conception, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and I I think while, you know, it it may be true for like you buying plastic toys and stuff from China. Yeah, they're probably not the best quality, but... um. Cause you know, they're in sweatshops and whatnot, but just because it's made in China doesn't mean that's absolutely going to be the worst. And, um, just want to, just want to reiterate that, that it's, it's, it's not always, it's not always the worst. Uh, and then lastly, I really like that North sea pullover. I think that looks really cool. I'm just, I was just scrolling through as you were talking as well. Really, really sick. Thank you. So, yeah, so that was made with, uh, yeah. Holly Stevenson's, which are, Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, a fabric manufacturer that are maybe 50, 60 miles from us. Oh, uh, nice. That's another good thing. We're able to go to the factory, mm-hmm. see it, feel it. And then, and then it goes to a place in the borders to be made and then comes back to us. So it's like, you know, it's super easy, all made in Scotland, all done in Scotland. And, and that's what we, you know, love about it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's big too, is like knowing where it's coming from. Cause I remember, like the first time I ever heard about that, I was listening to a podcast with uh, the guy who runs 18 East, I think it's called. Okay, yeah, yeah. Cool. yeah. And he was just talking about how he went to India to go, you know, look at the dye factories and look at yeah. the the areas where they're like making the shirts um, yeah. and making sure everything was sustainable and they were sourcing their product from sustainable places and all their cotton was organic and not like basically like slavery free essentially. Um, And that was like a huge thing that he did. He's like, I didn't want to make a single product that was made unethically and unsustainably. Um, 
So and, the, and that was that was the first time I heard about it. So it's awesome to hear anytime yeah. anyone brings that up, you know? For sure. And that, and that I even think that comes back to the point with, you know, what we're saying, like about like things made in in, in China. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. if if we had if we had the money to be able to, you know, go there and see all the factories that we could, you know, yeah. I have no doubt we'd find like some of the best factories in the world. But it's just the fact that being on like the other side of the world, it's not financially we weren't financially you know able to actually go and do all these things do all this research so mm-hmm. for us we were able to you know search around our own country or search around europe that um a lot lot easier so um i guess it just it does come down to where where you are in the world as well doesn't it yeah Being able to- and i i think it's beautiful too is i don't know if i have that here in where i live in atlanta i i probably do but i don't know if it is very sustainable or anything like that i'd have to look around if i was going to make a t-shirt yeah yeah because i would want to do the same thing with you know just I'm, making yeah. sure it's it's well made and it's it's the people are getting paid who are making it and they're not just drop shipping from china or anything like that yeah. well that's what we were lucky like our, our t-shirts are made in in portugal um so you know we're able to go and visit there um you know decide on the cut decide on the way yeah that sort of that's stuff. amazing that's um that's amazing. one love to be able to do because we could we could have just thrown it on on blanks or just bought them or you know done anything like that but that's as i say not the route we want to go down so so yeah it's good yeah yeah would you like to move on to questions yeah for sure Awesome. All right. So I already asked Ali's question about the brand. So the next question comes from David G. Taylor. Okay, I know. know. (laughs) What is your favorite project you've been involved in so far and why? Ooh. Oh, gosh. He's done me there because, like, I don't want to say, I don't want to say one or the other. Um, (laughs) I would say, sorry about that. I would say definitely... I would say working with Satisfy um, really made me realize that I could actually like do this as like a full-time job, I guess, mm-hmm. because that was like the biggest production we'd done um, in terms of, um, you know, cost and preparation and, yeah. um, and actually getting like, you know, we were able to, like cast the models for that cast of photographer um, you know, decide on the location. And then, you know, it was up to us to sort of um, find accommodation and all these things. And and that was like, I guess the most full, um, that was like the most full bore production, like we'd done up until that point. And that was Mm -hmm. still, I was still working like as a plumber. So, you know, I was like coming home each night and, and uh, trying to, you know, then try to do, you know, make up all these things and decide all these, make all these yeah. decisions. That's five um, to nine, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it was, um, so I would say, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I've got a favorite, but that was the one for me that after doing that, I was like, holy shit, like this could actually maybe be like a career for me and a job. Um, and I think at the time, like even for them to take the chance to work with, work with us, um was like one of the coolest things um and i just couldn't believe that we were able to you know have a part in in uh in you know helping them launch mm-hmm. one of their pieces um but then i'd say maybe as well like when we worked with coat and cl um that was like the first the first thing we done or the first like you know thing we got um paid for i guess uh, <laughs> oh really then, yeah yeah so Why's so that? that that was like crazy in that regard um and that was we've worked with that was through same communications and they've been really good to us yeah and, uh, Graham. yeah like they have been you know such a crazy help to us and, and still are like all the time uh steven and graham are always you know open to like any questions i have or are happy to support us in like any way so that that first one for sure, like Cote and CL, like we couldn't believe like we were asked to to do something and and uh and yeah, that was that was the wildest thing. And that was June, I think that was like June like 2021. Hmm. So that was maybe like a year and a half into maybe started like early January 2020. So 
Um, even then, that was like, you know, the height of the pandemic and stuff as well. And, we, and I was like, you know, still, I was like furloughed from work. So I was kind of like on, off, on, off. Mm-hmm. Um, so to like be asked to do that, I was like, gosh, this could actually really be because up until then it's sort of you know you just think oh it's like an instagram page and a post and we'll see what happens but i think we've been really consistent that's when like people take a chance on you and then um and then hopefully it works out and i mean hopefully we do good work <laughs> like that's the <laughs> thing yeah and you you said you got hate for this campaign yeah, I yeah. You. yeah, yeah. what no, happened I, why why were, why were there haters Oh no, we got hate. No hate. No, no, no. Sorry, sorry. I meant okay. I, okay. Hate, hate. Sorry. Hate. Yeah, okay. Hate. Sorry, okay. Yeah, yeah. Lost in translation there. Uh, <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, I can't understand these Brits, man. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, that was like the first thing when because you know we we would even even so now like we'd be there's we'd be happy to do some of the stuff for for free. It's like still mm-hmm. like. A, hey, don't a tell pin. them that. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, for sure. For sure. That was maybe the wrong thing to say. But a lot of stuff still like pinch me moment because mm-hmm. as I said, like up until a year ago, I was, you know, still working as a plumber. And it's like I still some days can't believe like I even get to do some of the shit I do. So yeah. um so that was the first thing that I was we were like, wow, like this is this could like be something here. Um so yeah, that was sick. But yeah, so I guess to answer Davey. Um <laughs> Con CL and and satisfy. Like I love I love anything and everything we get to do, but but those are two that I guess are yeah, really, really sick out. Nice. Um all righty. Next question is from Tectonic Theory. They would like to know how do you keep up with knowing and sharing all these upcoming releases? Uh well, see, that's can't give it all away. Can't <laughs> give, but there's there's just there are there's a number of sites that i check every, mm-hmm. every day like three times a day oh wow so i'll check morning noon and night some of these sites are obviously in different time zones so mm-hmm. i basically worked out i know that a lot of the stuff that gets posted is posted in certain places before it's posted in other places so okay i'm starting no of, of when things get posted where in that um if that makes sense yeah, yeah um, no, it's a it sounds from the hype these days yeah and i and when to check it basically and yeah. i've done that for you know every day for the past three years so i i'm you know i'm a geek in in that yeah aspect. like you know i just i know what to look for um and it's it's one of these things like I know I know even like you know what pages are posting, um, and when they're posting and who posts first and who posts, knowing when and where things are posted. If you yeah. can get there before other people, then, then <laughs> that's what it's all about. But that's I'm what's not, all about. I'm going to tell anyone where. Hey, that's fine. Yeah. yeah, don't don't say the websites. Don't blow up your spot. You know, don't get rid of your. Uh, that's your whole brand. I don't. I don't want that to go away. I yeah, mean, sure. if those people did the work, props to them. I wouldn't do that work, even if I knew that I wouldn't be checking that often. Tbh. But that, but that's that's it as well. Like I, just, I went through a lot of, um, it's it's a lot of trial and error as well. It's like you know some some places go, maybe like a couple of weeks or a couple of months without posting mm-hmm. something that is relevant to, to the page or to what we want to yeah. show. Um, but like I've just I've just realized that if I just keep up to date with all these different sites pages that, you know eventually maybe if it's every couple of weeks or summer you know every day but i just know that's where the info is going to lie so it's just about building up like a, a stream of of uh yeah of sites and people and posts <laughs> to follow yeah nice thing yeah. um the last question comes from jungle zane they would like to know can you explain your visualization process and how do you know if something is quote unquote good Ooh, I, again, it's just if, if I like it, then then it sticks, you know. Like if yeah. I, it, I guess sometimes it is about. Sometimes there's there, there's things that we like, as I said, like with Liam and Andy, who I do, do a lot of the page with. We just they've come to understand as well. We just know 
if people are going to like stuff. You know, there's yeah. there's stuff that we get we get sent, and obviously through time, you know, because you know we posted like over a thousand times, and a lot of the time that is you know multiple <laughs> posts a day, and uh-huh. you just begin to understand what works and what doesn't, um, or what people like and what people don't like. Um, but again, it's for the most part, it is it's just stuff that we genuinely like. And mm-hmm. we try to you know, try to match up images, and we try to make it look as aesthetically pleasing as possible. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's just really down to to what I like. There's no, there's no like, there's no like. It seems sounds weird, but there's there's no like trying. I guess it's not like trying to like make it look as good as possible. It's just like what what I like. Yeah. That's good. You just have you had just have a refined taste. You can just say it how it is. You have you have a higher <laughs> higher level of taste than the average man. No, I don't want I don't want coming across <laughs> that. But um, that's what I heard. Everyone else, that's what they heard too. Just <laughs> <laughs> the good thing is 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 now as well. We're we're in a position where a lot of brands and and agencies and and things like that reach out to us with with content to post. Mm-hmm. So we're. With with the stuff that we then go searching for, it's e- then a lot easier for us to marry up content and then put short on the feed or short on the story because we have a lot of people obviously coming to us and being like, oh, you might be interested in this, you might be interested in that. So in that regard, we are like almost like bombarded with releases and good stuff to post. So yeah, it's it's probably easier than you know, just someone try to search for all this stuff online because we have, I guess, like more tools to be able to make it look nice for everyone. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Wonderful. That answers the question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it does. Um, well, do you have any questions for me before mm-hmm. we end things off? Uh, I mean, what are you most looking forward to? Like what, what, oh. what coming year or, you know, have you got anyone... I mean, you probably won't want to give me the answer, but is you know, is there anyone that you would love to have on the pod? Because I think anyone even- I'd love to have on the pod. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Actually, now you say that, I made a list. I was feeling quite inspired yesterday, so I made a yeah. list. So I even feel like when you, even when you ask me, like I feel like this is almost like a rite of passage now to be. Oh really? That's so yeah, fun. Like, I love for to sure. hear that, man. And it was like again, it was like one of these like funny like pinch yourself moments because <laughs> like you know uh obviously we've chatted a little bit or you know but mm-hmm. obviously we, we've listened to like a lot of the podcasts and stuff so um and they've always got such good you know knowledge ingrained in them i think and there's always just such good conversation around this whole scene yeah um and i think like yeah what you do for the scene and what and what you bring to it i think is like so invaluable for this for this whole thing so um it really is it's like it's so sick to be to be asked to do this well thank you because i feel the exact same way where i feel like i'm just the small fry that's reaching out to really big accounts like hey do you know who i am can you yeah. i'm always surprised I'm like oh yeah listen to your episodes because well, you know I don't, I don't see who listens to the apps you know i just yeah. i just get a number uh-huh. um but that's what i think man it's like you know i i don't even think it necessarily matters about like as you say followers it's like you know mm-hmm. um it's yeah, it's you know who is who has their eyes on it that means means the most, and you know you've had some some wild guests on you know and like Definitely. people that I know I look up to and I know so many other people that listen to look up to, mm-hmm. and it's like you know you don't necessarily hear from these people anywhere else, especially like in this format. Like you know some people might do interviews or or might you know ch- chat to someone briefly, but I think the way you do it is 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 really. Is, is unique, especially for our, our scene, you know, so um, it's sick, man. Well, thank you. Thank you. Uh, to answer your question, some people that I would like to have on, some people that I think are obtainable to have on would be nice. Taka Kasuga from Arcteryx, the oh. creative director, or nice. maybe not creative director. He does work with, um, yeah. oh my God, System A. He does work with that kind of stuff, and he's like a visual guy. Uh, the owner of Hiking Patrol, Y. Yeah, sweet. Um, who else is obtainable? Sean Petit, I think would be cool. Snowboarder guy, big in the scene. Okay, yeah, yeah. Nice. 
Um, people that aren't obtainable that I think would be sick that I just wrote down because I was like, this would be awesome. Well, first of all, we all know John Mayer is coming on in 2023. Um, <laughs> so John John Mayer is coming on. But besides him, uh, I think, yeah, 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 I think Action Bronson would be like a grail guest. That would wow. be insane. Um, so yeah, Action Bronson, maybe like, I was trying to think of people who are famous, but also I could ask them like questions about trees and they'd be able to give me an answer. So I said, maybe Tyler, the creator would be good. Uh Um, And then obviously the top of the list, the Zeus in the pantheon of Gorbcore guests would be Yvonne Chouinard. You know what I mean? Like having, having Yvonne Chouinard on would just be insane. Yeah, that would be, that'd be absolutely wild. I would just, uh, I don't even know what I would ask him. Like, it'd have to be a four hour <laughs> podcast because I just have so many questions. Like, the past, like, you know, like 50 years of like, yes, of shaping the outdoor industry. Oh my God. How do you talk to someone like that? <laughs> um, that sounds, that sounds awesome, man. But I think as well, like, you know, you just, you never know because I, you know, I never thought I'd be in this position I am even like mm-hmm. a year and a half ago. So yeah. I think like life comes at you fast, man. So, you know, before you know it, you're going to have, you know, John Mayer round two. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it'll be on double time, you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Hopefully, man. That's the dream. You just got to keep, got to keep chugging along. Plugging away, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Keep doing yeah. it. Well, thank you. Thank you for that. Any other questions you have for me? Uh, hmm. It's okay if you don't. What's, you're the no, guest. I, I feel like what is, <laughs> what's been the biggest learning experience, you know, running, running the pod? Because, you know, oh, you, I guess you probably started it not thinking, you know, obviously, you know, you want to get guests on and, and stuff, mm-hmm. but did you even imagine to begin with that you would have quite as many as you have or, or you know, what was, what was the process? Was this yes. always a plan or, you know, like, what did you Oh, yeah, see? this is always a plan. No, no, <laughs> the, the plan. The plan was just to talk to people that I thought were interesting. Um, so, like, my, I don't, let me see. I didn't have a quote unquote, you know, celebrity on here. Yeah. To me, they kind of all were because I was such a small account. I would say Cooper Gill uh, was probably the the first guy that I was like, oh, wow. Like, this is an industry person that's yeah. like, I'm, I'm, that's coming out of the podcast. He was like the first one because everyone else was just accounts that I really liked that mm-hmm. I was like, it'd be sick to talk to them. Hopefully they're cool talking to me on a podcast. And yeah. they were, which was really cool. Um, yeah, yeah, I would say I would say Cooper was probably the first one where I was like, "Wow, I've I've actually done something here that someone from Arcteryx is paying attention to me." Absolutely, absolutely. That is, yeah, definitely. And is he he's a Aritzia now? Is he? Or- yeah, he's at Aritzia now. That's correct. Um, but again, that's one. That's again one person. When he like followed Red Path, I was like, "Holy shit!" Like, can't yeah. believe like this is. But that is <laughs> yeah, that's awesome to hear. Um, yeah. So and and when was that actually? When was that episode? The episode was, was in January of 2022. So just about a year ago. Yeah, yeah, just about a year. That's pretty crazy to think about though, how far I've come in just a year. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that is I, I think like that personally as well. It's like, you know, we probably got a bit shared experience in that regard because I feel the same. It's like, you know, I never really had a plan of what this was gonna be. Yeah. And it, seems to uh it just grows arms and legs doesn't it it's like it's crazy Mm -hmm. Uh, i think i think that in this whole business aspect of the scene you can either go about it doing a passion project and eventually it turns into a business and that's organic and amazing and you'll probably succeed but then you can like you can go into it saying oh okay i'm gonna have this many followers by this day and i'm gonna get i'm gonna talk to these people and i'm gonna get make this much money by this year and it's like i don't know it just seems a little scummy to go into that kind of mindset you know going into (laughs) it solely for money i don't think you'll even succeed very well because you know it's not like youtube you can't just like clickbait people and wear like an arcteryx jacket every single day and get ten thousand. i mean you can but (laughs) yeah you 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 have to love it don't you it's like you have to you have to be you can't be doing it and like thinking like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna make heaps of money or you know because that's i i still even it's not like I even it's not even like it's my my job yet or anything or you know yeah. i continue to do it because i absolutely love to do it and i love like being able to showcase good product to people that and you know good good things that that you know people might enjoy um even if they don't enjoy it, i enjoy doing it so <laughs> 
So it's exactly. Okay. That's what matters. That's what matters. Yeah. You're doing it for you. Other people just enjoy it. And that's what matters. Yeah. But that's, I guess, the most almost like gratifying thing, isn't it? It's like when, mm-hmm. when other people then say that they've been like inspired or that they follow your page or, or, uh, or have learned something new, that's like, you know, the, the sickest thing. Yeah. Yeah. It is cool stuff. It is cool stuff. Um, anything else you have for me, sir? Um, no, I think, you know, I think, I think that's it. Josh, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Absolutely great. Can't believe it. It's been awesome. Thank you. Yes. It's been awesome to have you on again. First mood board account I ever followed on trees and nylon. So just gonna put that out there. This is, this is cool for me to see. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's one thing I'm going to take to the grave. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you should put that in your bio. First account. Hey, I might just have to. (laughs) (laughs) Well, again, awesome to talk to you, my man. And I will talk to you later. Pleasure. Thank you. All right. Peace. Peace.